Hello and welcome back to the Perfectly Balanced podcast with your host, me, Sarah Piercy. I am a women's nutrition coach. I am really looking forward to bringing you lots this year to do with health, wellness, creating habits, everything to make your health and wellness goals come true to be the best version, the best version of yourself. I have had a little time off just over a month. Um, It was needed, uh, definitely with Christmas. I don't know, um, the general consensus I've learned from my clients, some friends is that Christmas was a lot. And I don't know why I can't put my my finger on why it was a lot for people. Um, I think maybe um, my Christmas experience was highlighted as not the best it could have been because I started to read a book called Calm Christmas, um, which I really highly recommend you read, by the way. And um, it probably would have benefited me to read it in full before Christmas, um, maybe like way before Christmas, like August time. So it wouldn't do you any harm to go and get it now. Go and get it right now. Um, Because it's a really, really good book. And it teaches you on what is the kind of best way that you can enjoy your own Christmas and not worrying about other people and what suits you. And it kind of helps you highlight what suits you. And I was reading it in November, kind of had, it kind of made me um, realize what my ideal Christmas was. And it wasn't the one I'd planned. (laughs) And it was too late to go back on what I'd planned. So um, I'm definitely gonna I haven't finished it yet. um, But I'm gonna I think I'm gonna read it from the start, um, potentially in the summer, and plan out this year's Christmas next year, this year's Christmas. Um, because it definitely was a lot for me. Um, today's episode is all about how to achieve your goals in 2024. Um, a bit of a different kind of approach to your goals, I think, compared to the if you if you're on social media, the kind of hardcore going at it at the minute. People, um, I feel like it gets to January, and everyone is like on it. Um, they're like new year, new me. Um, you know, they set their goals, they have to achieve them. People go hardcore with dry January and, you know, no sugar in January. And it's a lot. Um, and coming from someone with tons of experience of this, um, in myself, working with myself and working with lots and lots of women, um, it's not always the best way to approach January. And if you do follow me on Instagram, um, which is, you'd think that I would know my Instagram name by now, wouldn't you? Sarah Piercy Nutrition. I thought there might be some sort of underscore. Um, But if you follow me, you'll know that um, I have been big on saying that January is not a natural time for our bodies to embrace a new us. (laughs) Um, If you 
read any sort of books on cyclical living um, and kind of being in tune with your body and in tune with the seasons and the moons and things like that. Really interesting. It's something that I delved into a little bit last year. It's really interesting. Um, I'll probably go into more of it on, on the podcast this year, actually, because I feel like it's really beneficial. Um, one of the podcasts that I did actually last year was um, how you can make your cycle work for you. Definitely one to listen to if you haven't already, um, because that kind of touches on how we shouldn't be just go, 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 like all the time um, as women. Um, if you're a man listening to this, which I don't think I really have any men listening to this, but if you are, I'm sorry, this doesn't necessarily apply to you. Um, but January is we're still in that kind of um, hibernation stage. And that's not saying you can't go out and you can't go to the gym and, and things like that. But it's just a kind of, I feel like it's a good time to ease into your goals. And it's a it's definitely kinder on the brain on on your mental state. Because there's nothing worse than setting yourself the goal of working out five to seven times a week. Um, when you've just come from Christmas and then failing in the first three weeks of January and then giving up completely. Like what what was the point in that? You might as well have just eased in by doing one to two workouts a week and then gradually increased it. And then you would never have given up and come to April, you'll be doing five to seven if that's what your goal was. And you've never given up. Whereas if you start with the first um, option that I gave and you've given up and it comes to summer and you've still given up and you're not anywhere closer to your goals, so um, just be mindful that January is definitely a time to be easing in. Um, you know, it's good to set your goals for the year. I've got goals set for the year. Um, but even for me, I've had a, a few little setbacks um, in like the beginning of January. And I'm not stressed because I didn't put that pressure on myself to go hardcore. So for example, one of my goals this year is to do more Pilates. Now, if I'd have set my goal um, of doing like Pilates five times a week and wanted to do that in week one of um, January, I would have failed miserably. Um, I got ill um, Friday night, Friday night, Saturday morning kind of thing. I wasn't feeling my my best. Wasn't feeling my best on New Year's Day either. Um, My anxiety is actually quite bad at the moment. Um, And that's all with, you know, lack of vitamin D um work you know everything so this isn't the best time for me to be hitting my goal from the off but have I done a couple of Pilates workouts since the 1st of January yes I have more than I would usually so I'm proud of myself so just be mindful that when you're if you're if you're using this podcast to have a little think about your goals if you haven't set them already um we're not setting them to be hit in January we're setting them for the year Um, So where do we start? How to achieve your goals in 2024. The first thing that you're going to want to do, if you haven't already, is write them down. Um, You've probably heard that on tons of other podcasts as well. If you listen to podcasts, you've probably seen it somewhere else, or you might not have. This might be the first time you're kind of learning about how to um, reach your goals. Writing them down, you are more likely to achieve them because you've kind of committed the pen to paper. Um, But what I will say is about writing them down, if I've learned anything, is that I feel like you need to write them down where they're visible because I'll have various goals over the year, you know, business goals, personal goals, health goals. And depending on where I've written them will depend on whether I hit them or not. Um, Because if they're in my journal 
How likely are you to go back over your journal? Not often. Um, I did a goal setting workshop last year. Um, it was like I paid to go on this goal setting workshop and I did like this whole A4 piece of paper on my laptop of what goals and that I was going to achieve this year. Do you think I looked at it again much over 2023? No, I didn't. And if I'd have had it printed on my wall, then it would have obviously been more prominent to me. So write your goals down, but have them somewhere where you can see them. Now, this can be, depending on what your goals are, um, you could place them in different places. So for example, um, your goal could be that you want to make better choices with your food. Now, there's no point in that like post-it note, for example, or that piece of paper saying that goal being upstairs in the bathroom. Um, but where it would really benefit would be to be in your kitchen because, you know, that's where your food is. So you want to put it somewhere visible. So you remember, because as much as you think that you do remember your goals on the daily, um, we don't remember our goal, goals on the daily. We Life is so 100 miles an hour that you can go seven days without even thinking about your goals. So if you've got it in front of you all the time, it's just it, it just reminds you. Um, you know, if you have got a work related goal, um, or a money related goal, and you do any sort of money bits on your laptop or computer, you know, um, like savings or spreadsheets and stuff like that, then you could have that particular goal, where your laptop is where your computer is, um, you get the gist. So I really feel strongly about this. And it's definitely something that I'm going to be doing. Um, I, in fact, haven't really set some, um, concrete goals for this year purely because I wanted a slower January um and I wanted to feel I wanted it to become to feel more natural um and I don't know if I'm again struggling with my anxiety a little bit or um the weather and the darkness is really affecting me this year more than usual I'm not really sure but I'm just not in a goal setting mood as such um, and I want to feel motivated and excited. And there's, there's no point in setting goals if you're not feeling that. So, um, but my plan is once I've got my kind of goals for the year set, I'm going to be putting them somewhere visible in my home because I've got a memory like a fish. So um, I need them up. The only goal that I do remember um, is that I want to read more this year. Um and because that's the one prominent goal, uh, w- one that I'm, I can be really in control of as well. Um, I've got books on the side on my bedside table, um, so they're kind of a reminder that I need to read more. Um, what else? So we've written them down; they're visible, but there's no point in setting goals if you've got no idea on how you're going to achieve them. Um, So for example, let's think of an example. So say you want to um, go on social media less, that that is actually one of my goals this year. Um, I need a concrete plan to stop going on socials. It's all well and good me writing down, stay off social media or, you know, reduce your social media time. But how am I supposed to track that? How am I supposed to remember that? I can put a post-it note up in in my bathroom. Yeah, every time I go to the toilet, yeah, I'll see it. But what am I doing? There needs to be some sort of plan in place for me to achieve that goal. So that plan might be 
that I every night at 9pm um, say no, no more screen time. And that's when I'm going to read. Um, I think that's a really achievable plan. And that definitely means that I'm off social media more. I, I would have already achieved that goal. Um, by doing that, because I know that I am a stickler for sitting in bed and scrolling on TikTok. Um, it's kind of like my TV time. I know it's really bad, but I would actually not put my TV on and watch TikTok for like an hour and a half. And it's like my TV time. I know it's really, really bad. Um, so already by turning my phone off and such at nine o'clock and reading, I'm achieving that goal. It might be that I look at my screen time and then I set a um, task of getting that reduced week by week. So my screen time, I'm not even gonna tell you what it is because it's embarrassing. Um, but let's remember that I do use my phone for work, but that's not even really an excuse for how much my screen time is. But let's call it six hours, but tr it's worse. Um, I know it's worse. Um, then the week, mine always comes up. I don't know if anyone else's does. Um, it says like your screen time was up by 8% last week or your screen time was down by 8%. So um, you can have that kind of measurable goal of being able to reduce your screen time weekly. You could have it written down in your diary um, or just in your notes on your phone, ironically on your phone, <laughs> um, that you're reducing it week by week. You might have a goal of setting it down to like two Oh, what is going on two hours um a week uh, sorry like an average of two hours a day or four hours a day um, and I want to achieve that say for example by March or April that is actually good that is actually one of my goals um and it's a really hard one for me um so I definitely need a plan in place there's no point in me literally saying yeah I want to reduce my screen time like you need to put an action in place um like a kind of action plan in place um, same with, let me give another example. Um, let's go with, um, I don't want to use the, the weight loss, um, example, but I'm going to go with, um, another one that I will probably be embarking on this year. And that is, um, I want to eat more plant-based. So again, I can, I can have that written in my kitchen um, I can have that written upstairs, but I also need to have some sort of action plan to execute it. Um, so it might be that, because I eat a lot of um, vegan alternatives, um, they are classed as plant-based, some of them, but for me, plant-based is like plants, so like beans, lentils, chickpeas, <clears throat> and vegetables, fruit, and all that. So it might be what my husband did, to be honest, to do um, to become a vegetarian. He went with one meatless day a week, then we went to two, and then I pushed him for three, and then all on his own, he decided, and I, I don't say that sarcastically, I genuinely mean that he decided on his own to become a vegetarian. So it might be for me that I have one dedicated day a week that I don't eat anything processed, I don't eat processed um, like meat or anything like that, and it has to be fully like you know chickpeas lentils in lunch and my dinner um and then it might be that I up that to two and then I up that to three um, and that's a really clear plan on how to reach that goal and that's really achievable um so it's just about you, you do need to set your goals but also think on how you're going to achieve them 
let's um i'm going to use another one say you want to um uh, be better with money, maybe save a certain amount. Um, you would obviously write down how much you earn, um, how much your outgoings are, and you would work out how much you need to save to get to that amount. Um, would there be anything that you could cut out? Is there any way you could up the money, vintage, um, you know, sell in bits on Facebook Marketplace and stuff like that? You would put like kind of a plan. You can't just put it, save £2,000 and then just put it up on like on your board um and expect it to happen like you need some sort of play like plan in place um the next thing i'm going to talk about uh, a little bit woo woo for some people or it's becoming less woo woo is a vision board um i feel like visuals are really really powerful especially if you've got health and wellness goals which i'm assuming if you're listening to this you have um having that kind of visual of what you want to achieve really really scientifically works um i have a vision board myself and um i have various things on there you know i'll have um funnily enough the beginning of last year i had a microphone um to start a podcast or to be a guest on a podcast um did i ever think that i would start a podcast no um i i didn't kind of know what the ins and outs were of starting a podcast I didn't think I was good enough to start a podcast um but that constant reminder on my vision board visual visually so obviously I looked at it every single day I looked at a microphone every single day like a podcast microphone every single day um well pretty much every single day and it was a constant reminder so obviously subconsciously I was looking for signs or for information on podcasts and starting a podcast and then I don't even know how I got to start a podcast um someone helped me with it and I don't know how I even come across her so subconsciously something happened um and then also I had a picture of how I wanted my garden to look um and again where I was looking at it every day I didn't consciously one day wake up and go right I'm gonna go and buy all them things to make my garden look like that over a gradual period of time we purchased some things um for the garden you know I think we bought a fire pit oh when was it was it last year it might have been last year or the year before maybe and then um maybe six months later I was in B&M and I saw these chairs was I in B&M or the range? No, it was when it was B&M, but the old B&M. Um, and I saw these chairs and I was like, well, I like them chairs. So I picked them up and, you know, I've got my little sofa in the corner. And then I looked at my vision board one day and I was like, oh my God, the garden looks like that. How weird. Like I didn't set out to go and make the garden look like that, but I subconsciously had made the garden look like that. And that's what vision boards are really. You're putting up what your kind of visions are and you look at it so much that it becomes kind of a subconscious thing so it could be that you you know want to redesign your bedroom or it might be that you have a certain body type in mind and that you want to be or it might be that you want to eat lots of healthy food so you put pictures up of lots of healthy food on there um it might be that you have a dream job that you want so you put that up there and just constantly looking at it 
it, it ingrains in your subconscious um, and then you, you know, see things out in the world that you wouldn't necessarily see. It's like um, if anyone is into law of attraction or anything, if you think about a car, um, you know, maybe you're thinking of purchasing a car um, you will then see that car all the time. It happens all the time. Um, I was listening to, I can't remember if it was a podcast or a book and it was like, um, okay, run a test, like think of a colored car that you probably wouldn't see anywhere. Um, and then like, think of that car and then you will see it. And I thought of a brown car. I mean, who sees brown cars ever? And um, I literally went out for a walk that night and there was a brown car sitting on a drive of a house that I walk past all the time. And I've never noticed it before, but then I noticed it. So it is just weird and wonderful how vision boards work. And I would highly, highly recommend doing one on your phone um, or like, you know, on Pinterest or having it printed off. Um, I do think that printed off is better um, in your eyeline. And, you know, if you want to run a 10K this year, you could put a picture up of a runner running a 10K through the the winning what's it called? The, the finish line. Why couldn't I think of that? The finish line. <laughs> um, yeah. So that is how you're going to achieve your goals in 2024. There was nothing groundbreaking there. Nothing really, maybe that no one has ever heard of, maybe just some reminders. Even for me, I've like, you know, read every book going, I listen to a lot of podcasts and and for me, I've even listened to a couple of podcasts in the last week or so um, on like setting goals, achieving your goals. And this is all stuff I knew, but it's a nice reminder when you hear it again. Um, and it, it's like, oh yeah, I really do need to do that. So I hope this has helped. Um, some of my goals for this year, like I said, they're not, there's nothing I've really set in concrete at the minute. I'm in a bit of a funny mood. I'm in a bit of a... Ugh. I'm, I'm not feeling the dark mornings and the dark nights at the minute, and I'm not feeling my best self. And I don't like to set goals um, when I'm not feeling my best self. But the ideas floating around for me are um, to read more, like I said. Um, I just feel like you get so much benefit from reading. One of them for me is that it stops me being on social media. And I feel like as much as social media is, is brilliant, I get lots of ideas from social media. Um, I get lots of laughs from social media, but also uh, it it can bring a lot of negativity. So the less time you spend on it, the more time you know you get to spend doing other things. Reading is one of them things that's always going to benefit you. Um, I think it benefits you neurologically, neurologically. Um, you know, in terms of keeping your brain active. Um, depending on what you want to read. I'm, I struggle with self-help. I'm not going to lie. I do like to more listen to them kind of things. Um, but you know, the chick flick kind of books, um, you know, I just think there's, there's no con to reading really. Um, and one of my goals is to try and stress less (laughs) and reading comes into that. Um, and also being off social media comes into that. So, um, they're two of my goals, as well as eating more plant-based, which I mentioned. Um, and then what else is more, have more fun. Um, so yeah. And then I wanted to finish off, um, with kind of the way I'm going to try and get into that stress less, 
relax more vibration. Um, I like to consume really positive things, um, which is a bit of a contradiction on me trying to stay off social media. But um, if I'm going to be on social media, I want to be consuming positive things. So I just wanted to give you a couple of recommendations of some people that I follow that really and some programs that I've watched that really make me feel like my best self. So a podcast that I used to listen to a lot and I started listening to listening to again recently is Dr. Rangan Chatterjee. He's got a book called Feel Good in Five, um, which is a really, really, he's got a lot of books actually, I think, but that's one of the books that I had. Um, and I think it's a really good starting point if you're someone that um, literally has zero health, fitness, nutrition experience. Um, I would gift this to a family member that's of that generation um, because I feel like my mum and dad's generation, my nan and granddad's generation are the, bless them, are the generation with no knowledge. Um, no offence to them. I know there are people that are in that generation that have got knowledge and I really, um, and I'm in awe of them people because, um, you know, I think they've, they started on the back foot. Feel Good in Five is just a way of changing your lifestyle um, bit in like five minutes. Um, he's got brilliant podcast. Um, Netflix at the moment, you've got the Blue Zones documentary, which if you haven't watched, really um, do recommend you watch. Same with You Are What You Eat, the new documentary. Um, really, really motivating to eat well. Um, the Happy Pair on Instagram, they've got lots of plant-based cookbooks out. They're just generally such happy motivating people you can't not watch their stories and have a smile on your face like this so, honestly they they live their best lives um and then lastly a bit random but there's a girl on youtube called Gemma louise miles she's just like a kind of comfort person that you can watch she does a lot of cozy at home vlogs um you know baking cleaning i don't know beauty stuff like that but she's someone that i would definitely put on if i was feeling a little bit um wanted a bit of a pick me up. So just a few recommendations, but thank you for listening to episode one of 2024. Let me know if this helps in any way. Please let me know if you've listened, message me on Instagram, Sarah Pearson Nutrition. If you're a client, WhatsApp me. I know I, I always have clients message me saying, I listen to this podcast. And, um, but yeah, always, I always love to hear feedback. Um, and I will be back next week with another episode and I'll speak to you soon.